Welcome to A Soulful Rebellion. I am your host, Anika Nicole. I'm a spiritual life and mindset coach, here to guide those of you who are new to the spiritual awakening journey. Find clarity and inner peace so that you are able to live a life in alignment with your highest self. Do you feel like you are stuck in your spiritual awakening journey? Or maybe it's that you are ready to take the leap, but you do not know what to do next. It's a good thing you're tuned in today because I'm going to share five powerful practices you can try to help you deepen your spiritual awakening journey. I decided to share these tools with you because I know how challenging it could be to figure out what are your next steps. If you're anything like me, you're probably searching on Google, looking for books to find ways in which you can take your spiritual journey one step further. But in the meantime, I'm curious to know what practices have helped you to deepen your spiritual awakening journey. And if you want to connect with me on Instagram, you can DM me at a soulful rebellion to share. And of course, don't forget to leave a review or subscribe if any of today's content resonates with you. Okay, so now let's start with a few practices. The first one is grounding techniques. One practice you can use to deepen your journey is grounding. Is to have a few grounding techniques in your toolbox. Why is grounding important in spiritual awakening? While going through a spiritual awakening, there may be specific points in your journey that are filled with excitement or bring a sense of calm, but a spiritual awakening journey can also bring up feelings of anxiety, depression, and fear. A lot of this may be due to the fear of the unknown. Also with the excitement of of spiritual awakening, you can feel as if your spirit is floating away from your body, like a airy fairy like feeling. This is the best way I can describe it, but you may have some idea of what I'm talking about. Some people enjoy that type of feeling or being in that state, but you might find that that feeling is a bit uncomfortable or unsettling for you, especially if you have moments of the day where you need to focus. That's why having grounding techniques is important. So the benefits of having a grounding technique. Grounded techniques are used to connect yourself to the earth or to help yourself to feel anchored in your body and to feel safe in your body. It can help to ease much of the anxiety and depression you're experiencing. And some other added benefits is that it can improve your sleep. If that is another struggle, you can also experience a better sleep at night as well too. Because I know sometimes for some of us going through a spiritual awakening, we may experience a bit of insomnia. How does having a grounding practice deepen your spiritual journey? You are beginning to learn the true understanding of how to be in this world, even though you know you're not of this world. You know we are spiritual beings having an earthly experience. So while your soul is elevating, you still have to do the day-to-day mundane things of life, like going to work, navigating relationships, taking care of your family, doing chores. Having a grounding technique helps you to balance, and I use this term loosely, between the earthly and heavenly aspects of your life. Grounded practices can include or can be certain things like visualization. You can create a mental image in your mind's eye using your imagination to create this visual. Some examples of grounding visualizations is to imagine that your feet are like roots growing down into the depths of the earth, anchoring your body to the earth. Another type of technique is body scan. You can look up guided meditations around this if you don't know how to do a quick body scan but it's it's quite simple it's just basically noticing the sensations in your body so just closing your eyes settling yourself being calm you can do this laying down sitting up 
some people like to start at their feet some people like to start at the crown of their head but just basically bringing your attention and awareness to each part of your body starting from the crown of your head for example and working your way down to your feet and noticing any sensations any emotions or any feelings that come up in each part of your body physical activity also can help you to connect to your body any form of exercise that works for you can go here some people like to do yoga or tai chi because it's also a spiritual practice that helps them to get into their bodies not just the physical movement but it's also the spiritual aspect of it some people just like going to the gym just a simple workout will also do being able to physically connect with the earth is another strategy or practice this could be as simple as going to the park and walking barefoot in the grass or hugging a tree Another practice that you may or may not be familiar with is breath work. Breath work is the conscious or controlled breathing that helps many people to reduce stress and anxiety and to reconnect back to yourself. You can just do simple deep breaths if you don't know or haven't practiced breath work. You can also Google or research or look up on YouTube to learn how to do it, but it's really just a rhythmic breathing. Sleeping with weighted blankets also help. Going back to those of us who have struggled with insomnia, especially if it's heightened during a spiritual awakening, a weighted blanket might help. It's very useful. Many people feel like it helps to calm their nervous system or that sleeping with a weighted blanket feels like a big hug. Other things you can incorporate, you can also do this along with these other practices, which is great, is using aromatherapy. This is not my trade, but I do love to use essential oils. I personally love patchouli, vetiver, frankincense, myrrh, and lavender. These are all suggestions for grounding scents. Other suggestions could be sandalwood, lang lang, I hope I'm saying it right, but it's spelled Y-L-A-N-G, lang lang and blue spruce if you work with crystals or are beginning to work with crystals a few that are suggested are hematite black kyanite lava stone red jasper stones there's so many you could use generally any stone whose those whose colors are um, reds or browns and blacks are typically associated with the earth so you may want to check into them and what their meanings or spiritual significance are before you begin to incorporate them into your practice when do you need to use grounding techniques? It's helpful to make it a useful part of your daily routine, I'd say. But the more you do it, the better you'll become and it will shorten the length of time it takes for you to become grounded. You can do more than one. Some are easily accessible and can be done quietly or discreetly throughout the day. Some may have to be set aside for a different time or a particular time of the day. So you might want to begin with reflecting on the flow of your day and ask yourself, when do you feel the least grounded? Or are there any times of the day in which you notice that you experience anxiety the most? And what practices, you know, help you to feel more grounded and what is the best time for you to do them? So, you know, search within yourself and see what works out best for you. Now on to the second practice. And it's one that you hear in the spiritual world a lot, but it works. That's why we talk about it. And it's practicing forgiveness. And it's another simple but yet powerful practice. So while deepening your spiritual journey, a lot of emotions come up and you might become more aware of a lot of past hurts and a lot of past pains. You may feel a sense of guilt or worry over your past actions. And this is why it's important for you to learn to forgive in order to move forward. Now, when I say to forgive, it doesn't mean to go without accountability or necessarily holding others accountable. It's just a way to help you to move forward, a way to be gentle with yourself. 
the way to practice self-acceptance or acceptance of of life and of others so as you do your own self-examination you will realize where you need to hold yourself accountable or to hold others accountable and the purpose of forgiveness is for your own healing so that you don't have to feel anchored down to the past or to any other person how to practice forgiveness one you could journal you can journal to process your emotions that's the first one and it's an easy accessible one and one popular one that people do all the time and it's borrowed from the hawaiian tradition and it's called the Ho'opono prayer i'm probably saying that wrong too but i think it's Ho'opono apano prayer and the words is i'm sorry please forgive me thank you i love you and the reason why i think that's so popular is because of the simplicity of it as well as how powerful it is also take action if needed so if you feel like you need to go out there and seek forgiveness or ask for forgiveness or right your wrongs in some way if it's safe and doable for you and you know that it's something you can do you know maybe that's something that you can try to help you to move forward in your journey so now let's get into the deep stuff another practice to help deepen your spiritual journey is to connect with your intuition this is very important because it is all about developing self-trust and along with that comes connecting to your intuition so what is your intuition? Your intuition is basically your inner knowing. It's the ability to just know something or understand something and know that it's true without any explanation or proof. This is important because if you are moving away from spiritual communities that have taught you to doubt yourself, then you now have to do the work to build up back that self-trust and to build up back that self-confidence. So reconnecting your, with your intuition is one of the greatest ways that you can do that so of course you're probably asking well how do i do that i talk a lot about meditation and mindfulness practices the reason why this is important to developing your intuition is because when you begin to meditate and engage in mindfulness practice you begin to develop a, a high number one it heightens your sense of awareness and self-awareness you become more in tune to your body in a way and this way you will begin to pick up on when energy around you shifts i don't know if that makes sense but when you begin the practice hopefully it begins to make sense to you but you begin to pick up on when energy around you shifts you begin to pick up on when you're receiving downloads a bit more easily and more frequently and for those of you who are not familiar with what i mean when i say downloads if you're from the christian practice this might be words that we use to describe downloads is when the lord is speaking to you or when the universe is speaking to you or giving you messages you begin to pick up on that more frequently and more easily because you feel more clear so that's why my meditation and mindfulness practices are important you might not as soon as you jump into a meditation and mindfulness practice you might not feel those or get those right away but the goal is to have a better sense of your body and self-awareness because once you have that down, then it becomes easier to pick up on when you are receiving messages and become easier to pick up on when energy shifts around you. Again, practicing self-trust. A lot of us are moving out of people-pleasing and learning how to honor and set boundaries and needing to seek outside validation before we make life decisions. So that's a big thing and a big part of your intuition because you if you are still struggling with those things when your intuition is speaking to you so to speak you'll kind of ignore it and not take heed to it because 
the the need to please others and the need to to sacrifice your own wants needs and desires will becomes that much more stronger in you that when your intuition is working or speaking to you you don't really notice it so self-trust is important and letting go of people pleasing and learning how to set boundaries is very important and setting boundaries can mean certain things like sometimes you might have a friend or people around you that are giving you too much advice and you have to set limits and parameters around that it could be a, everything from your space to just the re- way that you hold relationships with people because a lot about being able to tap into your intuition it has to do a lot with being able to know what how and when to discern and to use proper judgment and if you are a person that is working through or moving away from people pleasing then having your own sense of discernment and using your own self-judgment can be a challenge for you how do you practice intuition how do you connect to your intuition again i would say begin with mindfulness and meditation but there's so many different practices we can engage in to help us one is asking yourself a question you know maybe you could incorporate this into your meditation practice maybe it's a question that's burning on your heart or popping out of your chest so to speak and you really feel like you need to seek the universe for answers for so while you're in silent reflection maybe just pose that question out to god to the universe or divine and see what first pops into your heart into your mind write that down see if that resonates with you so that's one way that you can begin to practice intuition even if you don't know or not sure if you that's what you heard or felt in your spirit just write it down walk away and just live your life and see if through your daily living and through what you experience throughout life as you continue to move forward day to day if any of that resonates or if you begin to see signs that begins to back up what came to you in that moment there are other types of practices that people do um, and that i practiced before another one is called automatic writing so that's this could be a bit more tricky for others because again it goes back to that self-trust and you have to know and believe that it's from your intuition it's coming from the place of asking yourself a question or saying a prayer to connect yourself to the divine and just writing whatever flows through your spirit the goal with automatic writing the belief behind automatic writing though is that as you continue the practice you no longer are writing for yourself or writing of yourself that what comes through and what flows through is coming directly from the universe or universally guided as a message for you so that's another simple practice you can try um in conjunction with the meditation and the mindfulness practices and those are just a few simple steps another practice you can try is shadow work first i'm going to explain what is shadow work for some of us we may already know about it or have heard of it or tried to dabble in this before shadow work is based on the works of Carl Jung. the idea is that these not so great parts of ourselves are deeply embedded in our subconscious mind And we all have aspects of ourselves that we are afraid or ashamed of, so we try to hide it. However, what we resist will continue to persist, so these shadow sides of ourselves will occasionally peek through. Shadow work is the practice of working with your unconscious mind to unveil these negative aspects of ourselves, whether it is toxic thought patterns, behavioral patterns, or emotions. And the goal is to integrate them into the whole. We want to heal them and integrate them into the whole. So the benefits of a shadow work practice is it helps you to come to a place of self-acceptance, clarity, compassion, and self-awareness. 
But to give more context to shadow work, it's kind of the idea that, for example, I might see myself as a good person, a religious person, or a very spiritual person that is loving, kind, and all the good things of the world, right? But I may notice that there, I have a short temper. Let's just say, this is just an example. I don't have a short temper. But I may notice that I have a short temper. So shadow work will help me get to the bottom of why is it that I have a short temper? So I might notice, oh, I have a short temper every time I'm driving, you know, I might realize every time I'm driving and I'm in traffic, my temper just flares up and I can't control it. Why is that? So shadow work helps to us to get to the bottom of why that is. And it might be for a good reason, but I'm not expressing it in a healthy way. So I have to figure out, okay, how can I shift it so that in these moments when I do have a short temper, I no longer choose to act in that way because I realized maybe my short temper was coming from something in childhood or something in my past where I developed it and then I might go back to that moment or instant in my past, heal it for myself so that and get a better understanding of myself from it and then choose a better action moving forward. So in moments in which I would otherwise engage in a short temper, I choose a better course of action for myself. So how to do it? The first step of shadow work, again, is awareness. You want to become aware of what patterns or habits are having a negative impact on your life and holding you back from moving forward. What are your emotional triggers? When do they tend to pop up and with whom? Is it a projection of any past hurt or pain? So after awareness, you want to move into exploring the history behind it. You might want to understand when did that first become a problem for you? Was it in childhood? Was it from any past relationships? Was it on any job that you had a negative experience with? Then the third step is to be a witness. It's important that when you're being a witness that you're practicing non-judgment. The goal is to gain a deeper insight into the issue you are focused on in order to bring about inner healing. It is important not to judge yourself and to try your best as you can to release any shame attached to these Realizations. You kind of want to be in a space of non-attachment to the situation or the reasons behind it. You just want to take the role of investigating. The fourth step is to process what comes up for you. The purpose is to alchemize it into positive energy. You want to shift any negative emotion, feelings, thoughts into positive energy. So to help you do this, you may journal, meditate, pray, or use affirmations. I know shadow work is often one of the popular suggestions that anyone who is new to the spiritual awakening journey. So I wanna make sure I bring this up and discuss these few things that sometimes shadow work can be easy for some people or there might be certain situations that it's easy for us to move through within shadow work. But be aware of when it's difficult for you and when you're having a hard time. If you come up on working with deeply traumatic experiences, I highly recommend if possible, that you work alongside a mental health professional, especially if you know it's going to trigger an adverse reaction within you, because you may need deeper support. So I, I personally would not do shadow work if it's in relation to a traumatic experience or traumatic event. Now, things that, you're, that are less traumatizing for you or the typical day-to-day -day on the surface thing, you might have an easier time working your way in shadow work through that. But... I highly encourage staying away from traumatic events unless you know yourself enough to go through it and you're willing to go through it and have some people in, around you to support you. Again, you might also want to seek support from a coach to learn additional tools to help you process it. 
and practice forgiveness and compassion. It took many years for that pattern to set in. So it's going to take some time for you to transform it. Because another thing that comes with shadow work is that you may fall deeper into guilt and depression, especially if it's working around things that are hard or habits and, and ideas and emotions that are hard for you to just get through quickly. Um, always remember to give yourself compassion and forgiveness. Remember, growth doesn't happen overnight. If you are facing things that are really an impediment on your life right now, understand and know when you cannot do this by yourself. You know, I always I always will say that we're not meant to go through this life alone. So lean on to professionals when you need to and as you need to. And the last tip of advice is that if you are finding that this practice as you engage with it or have engaged with in the past is difficult for you to do, don't do it. These are all suggestions. Nothing in life is a must or a should. And that's another important thing that while you may be going through this journey and learning a lot that, and again, it's often suggested to you, shadow work. And I feel that shadow work is a very helpful, very transformational process. It can be eye-opening for many of us and help us to move past a lot of things. But if it's a challenge for you, you don't have to suffer through it if you are struggling with it. But by all means, if it's something that you're curious about and want to explore, shadow work is a great process for deepening your spiritual journey. All right, so now on to the fifth one. The fifth strategy or practice is self-inquiry. So self-inquiry is based on the teachings of Ramana Maharshi, who was a Hindu teacher. It is a practice to help us increase our self-awareness. In other words, bring our attention to our higher self. The goal of the practice is to trace your thoughts back to the source, observing the thought. And in tracing it back to the root, you will begin to witness that the higher self or your true self is separate from your perception of the world, your thoughts, or your emotions. The thing is we have formed our self-identity based on thoughts, emotions, and ideas that isn't a reflection of the true self. They're just things that we've become attached to in this life. So the benefits of self-inquiry is that it can help you to deepen your awareness of your higher self, become more aware of how your ego is active and present in your life, and practice non-attachment to certain thoughts or emotions. So how do you practice self-inquiry? First, find a quiet place to relax. And once you are relaxed, you can do a quick body scan to kind of calm your body down and wind yourself down and drop yourself fully in your body. And once you're relaxed, just watch your thoughts without judgment. But the goal is to try not to engage with your thoughts or try not to identify with it or judge them. Just to simply witness what comes up. And with every thought that pops up, question it. So key questions that people who engage in self-inquiry use when they're questioning their thoughts is, who am I? Who is thinking it? Who is the seer? Who is the doer? Now you don't have to ask all these questions at once. I'd say pick one question, you know, who is thinking it maybe. So as each thoughts pop up, you just ask, who is thinking it? Another thought pops up, you ask, who is thinking it? And even if you find yourself deeply wrapped up in a thought, that's okay. Just bring yourself back to the questions. So that's basically it. That is the practice of self-inquiry. The purpose is, or the goal is, that every time you're questioning these thoughts, 
it brings you back to self-awareness that it is not you who are actually thinking the thoughts or it's not the self where this thought is coming from this practice can be challenging at first so it will take time and consistent practice to get better at it also if it is something you want to try but meditation is hard for you look for self-inquiry guided meditations on youtube or your favorite meditation app because i often find for those of us who have a hard time meditating on our own doing a guided meditation makes the process so much more easier for us i'll also include some links to a self-inquiry based guided meditation and some recommended reading in the show notes for those of you who want to engage in that practice I know I said I was just going to share five, but as a bonus, another practice I often talk about is journaling. Journaling is helpful with processing your thoughts and emotions and to help you keep a record of your growth. So to support you, I have provided some journaling prompts for you. So if you download the simple five-step guide on how to step into your power and live life with purpose, not only will you learn the five simple steps to help you transition on your spiritual awakening journey, I've also included five key questions that you can ask yourself as you're going through the process five key questions that will help you to gain clarity on where you are now in your spiritual journey and as you move forward so to download the guide you can go to a soulfulrebellion.com forward slash the guide to instantly have access to it right in your inbox so as a recap the five practices that will help you to elevate your spiritual journey is grounding techniques a practice of forgiveness Connecting to your intuition, shadow work, self-inquiry, and of course, as a bonus, journaling. Thanks for listening to a Soulful Rebellion podcast with your host, Anika Nicole. If you want to stay updated with what's going on around here, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter, Soul Notes, at a soulfulrebellion.com forward slash soul note. And of course, don't forget to come back next week and I'll be sharing some important signs to look for to confirm that you are going through spiritual awakening.